And what's going on, BE3? You've got Jeff Beggins here with... Craig Beggins. And Mike Puma. Living in a quarantine zone. Living in a quarantine zone. And there's two camps out there we've been joking about. One of which is just sitting around smoking weed watching Netflix. And the other one is preparing to have the most amazing Q3s and Q4s of their entire life. And um, I think today we're going to talk to that group number two, right, about what's happening in the marketplace. So, Craig, you've been ever, we've all been stuck on Zoom conference calls nonstop yes. and with economists left and right. And we've been kind of, we've been through four of these different types of recessions through the company and the ups and the downs and the, and the problems and the, the ass kickings and everything around. And so the mantra right now is the surge is coming. And a lot of people are saying, is that BS or is that not? Talk about kind of your view on this one and what you heard from some of the chief economists that you were chatting with yesterday. So yesterday, Mike Meadler, the president of Central, I called a broker call. And his first guest was Steve Murray, who's the owner and editor-in-chief of Real Trends, and who I really respect that source. It's, I don't want to put anything else down, but I really respect Real Trends. Um, I've met Steve quite a few times. And he is giving the exact same message that we are giving. Just reach out and talk to people and ask them how they're doing. We don't have to ask them for business. That's not the appropriate thing to do right now. Just reach out to your network and say, hi, how are you doing? How can I help you? Don't try to force a sale, just be appreciative. He said, people are calling me that I haven't talked to in a long time and it's just nice to hear from. Different people react to this crisis differently. Some people, it doesn't bother at all. They wanna get back to normal. Some people are deathly scared. I mean, afraid to go to the office. I got an email from one of our agents saying, please tell the agents they have to clean the keyboards on the office machines. I'm like, why are you even going to the office in the first place if you're that afraid? But you know, different people have different reactions. So that was Steve Murray. And he also said, he's been doing this for 40 years and this recession is different than any other recession because it was caused by an event. And the event is gonna be short lived. So that's the same message we've been singing. So that was really cool. Then we had an advocate in from NAR who's saying the same thing. And, and you know, just for saying it, we all get pissy about paying our board dues. NAR, as along with Realogy, has gone to the mat to get us labeled as 1099. You guys can file for unemployment insurance and you can get government relief as, relief as a 1099. That's never happened before. So we owe kudos to that because that's gonna pay your dues for the next couple of years. And so she was advocating for that, which I thought was important. And then the third was Lawrence Yoon, who is the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. And he was awesome. He's like, I'm gonna to talk to you again at the end of this month, but let me tell you, when this economy, when this virus is over, we are gonna rebound like we've never seen it. Of course, it's NAR's economist, but he's saying the same thing. There was, there was everything in the economy was going super strong until the virus hit and we were poised. Jeff, we were poised. You know, I looked it up. So we were basically shut down for almost three weeks or we were scared for three weeks in March. We still did 180 sales in March but I went back and looked in March of last year, we did 300 sets. So we got our ass kicked pretty hard, yep. right? But we're still doing enough to make it. And then we wrote enough last month to make this month good. But you know, I'm sitting here on pins and needles going, what's the month after this gonna be like? But Lauren said, anyway, there's nothing, there is nothing in the economy to make the market slow down. So he fully expects that once the pandemic is over, we're going to just go back to where we were, but the fear has to stop. Well, I think that's an interesting point because we've always said 
that the agents, the agents dictate the real estate market, correct? There is no market. We create the market. And a real estate market is dependent upon the activities of the agents in that market. And, and Netflix and smoking weed, the market's not coming back. Yeah, your market is going to be very depressed if you're going to be sitting around doing nothing because you're depressed. But those of us who are actually working and, and treating this as a as a an opportunity, right? I don't, I don't, I'm not downplaying the severity of the event at all, but I am downplaying. Um, I, I'm I'm making fun of those who are sitting around smoking weed watching Netflix right now because you're you're kicking yourself out of the industry, and I have zero zero sympathy for you at all because those of us who are taking advantage of this are really, really, really going to do well. And here's, here's the points on that one. I, I've been on a couple of different interactions with, with sellers in the last two days. I helped one of our agents who has a, a property that they were about to list. And I jumped on the, a Zoom call with the sellers because he wanted some help. And of course, I'd help. I, we always do. And then this morning, I talked with another seller who's thinking about selling their house. And both of them were like, this is the worst time in the world to ever possibly think about selling. We should need to wait. What are we going to do? And I'm like, time out, time, time out. I said, listen, let's talk about what's really going on right now. I said, and so you have to back it up. And guys, this is, this is the narrative because you control the market. I could have had a totally different pitch and not had two new, really nice properties on the market. And, but I had the pitch. And it's a true pitch from everything that I can tell. And I, I study a lot of this stuff and you do too, Craig, and, and my, we, that's our livelihood. So I was able to convince my point of view onto them and because I think it's in their best interest to do something right now. So here's, here's the short version of what my story was. I said, look, you fast forward to a pre-corona world, right, which is a month ago, and we had unbelievably historically low interest rates in the low 4%, right? That's awesome. We had a two-month supply of homes, which is a massive seller's market. And then all of a sudden, an event happened. And then everyone hit the pause button. But all of these buyers who are still buying, most of them, a couple of them lost their jobs. So let's, let's say this was all the buyers. Now you have this many buyers, okay? So those many buyers are still in the marketplace. And our inventory is still low because people aren't putting homes on the market right now. So now when these things start to level off, these guys, buyers didn't go away. But now the stimulus 100% is going to force interest rates lower on mortgages. I, think, I don't think there's anybody in the planet that thinks that's not going to happen because it's a stimulus environment, right? Stimulus means you're forcing people to go do something, you're incentivizing them to go do it. Everyone's seeing 0% cars, 0% this, 0% that to get you to start buying stuff. So mortgages are going to do the same thing. So when mortgages go from fours into the mid to high twos, which I do, I do project that's going to happen then you're going to see this many buyers turn into this many buyers again, and then probably this many, this many, this many. Now you're going to have this many buyers all trying to get into the marketplace and you still have a two month supply of homes. So what's going to happen if people don't wake up? Because when the interest rates go low, people are going to be living in their homes saying, honey, you know what? It would be nice to have that pool. Let's see if we can find a house that has a pool. And then they're going to go online and they're going to find one. So now we have more buyers hitting the market. And then fortunately, we're going to get that guy's house on the marketplace. But now you're going to have such a, a, a unique storm we've never seen with a, a buyer's market meets a seller's market and a perfect storm of activity, right? So that's, we've never seen this before. So that's well, the point. Too. You know, the refi boom that just happened before the, the shutdown, the banks literally couldn't do anymore. They all alone, they, they shut down. They just, boom. They raised their rates. They raised their rates. And they're still overwhelmed. 
I think a lot of this though comes back to perception is your reality, right? So as an agent, as a consumer, if you are sitting back doing nothing, right? You're not going absolutely anywhere. You're putting your head in the sand. Everything sucks. Everything's miserable. The life has stopped and, and nothing is good. You're going to have the perception that the world has stopped, right? But if you are actually still being productive, putting stuff out there, engaging, having conversations and paying attention to what's actually happening, you're going to realize that the world is still turning, right? It is still working, maybe in somewhat of a less capacity, but it all comes back to your mindset. So the, your actions and what you're doing directly affect what you're believing and seeing, right? And so I think for those that are staying productive or realizing that, I got a text this morning from a very good friend of mine who said, hey, my brother's um, thinking about selling his house. What are your thoughts? What do you think it's worth? Those kind of, those kind of questions. Literally this morning, that's what I woke up to. And we had a conversation. I basically said, listen, I can't sit here definitively without looking at data and at the house to say what it's worth. But what I can tell you is that my opinion is if he is thinking about selling, we absolutely should put that hook in the water. And, you know, obviously there are less buyers in the market than normal, but those buyers tend to be more serious too. Right. But on the flip side of this, as things stabilize, he's going to be in a better position to sell if he's on the market as more buyers do enter the market. So either way, he's putting himself into a pretty good position if we strategically list it now. That conversation's a little different if he says, I have to sell, right, right now, then that's a different conversation because he may have to give up a little bit of value to get it to sell right now. Who knows, right? The market will dictate that. But the point being is this guy and his brother are in the banking industry. They know there's still activity because they're seeing their mortgage guys still write mortgages. So in their mind, it's not a terrible time to co-sell because they're seeing people actually are still doing stuff, right? Well, and we're still seeing that as a broker too. The fewer buyers that are out there in the market today have already seen what's on the market. Yep. So that's, that's the logical part. We just lost Jeff. Oh, we did. There he is. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Somebody just tried to buzz in. I didn't airplane. Motor. No, that's a, that's a great point. It's a great point. They've that's, already that's seen that inventory. When you're talking to a seller, said so the buyers that are out there now, they're serious. I've already seen what's on the market. Yep. You're, you're going to be a shiny new toy. Cause just, just because there's a virus doesn't mean that a company isn't going to relocate an employee somewhere. It doesn't mean that, you know, that life is still happening. People are still having babies. People, you know, parents are elderly and, you know, do you know how many people right now, this is a huge opportunity. Do you know how many people right now had their mom or dad, their elderly mom and dad in a nursing care facility that don't feel comfortable having them in there and want to pull them back out, but may not have the room that may have to go buy something right now so that they have room to get mom and dad back out. Like that's a yep. huge opportunity, but it's not an opportunity if you are sitting on your couch saying the world's ending and nothing's happening and I might as well quit and that, but that comes back to mindset. And then, you know, so there's opportunities out there. There really is. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to take advantage of this. Here's another interesting one. I was talking to one of my um, neighbors who is renting right now. And he is saying, I think I'd like to buy this house. And I said, I think you should. And he goes, I think the seller wants too much for it. And I said, with all due respect, I think you're an idiot. 
And he looked at me and he said, what do you mean? I said, here's the thing. I said, price is irrelevant. I said, what's about to happen has never happened before. I said, you need to pay attention to this, right? This is just over the fence chat, right? I said, you want to pay, I'll just pick a number out. You want, he wants 500,000 bucks, right? And you think you want to pay 450. I said, to lose a deal over that is the dumbest thing in the world because you to buy at 450, right? At 5%, 5.5% versus you paying 500 at 2.5%, it's, it levels the playing field. Right. So that's the conversation we need to start telling the people. Your people buy payments, they don't buy price. Right. And when interest rates drop down, the payments allow them to buy a whole lot more than they could before, like Puma. Right. Like you guys going to buy a damn house and selling yours. Right. So that's what's going to end up happening. First of all, I also believe that in eight months from now, you're going to have a big demand for larger homes because people are stuck in their homes in a quarantine, right? <laughs> With their significant others. They're going to have a lot of baby booms that are happening on the way. Laugh at it, but this is this is what controls markets, guys. That's that's the plan. So we need to control this narrative and start talking to people and like getting getting on the market. So long story short of these listing presentations, I said, put your damn house on the market. And I said, sign the listing agreement now. Let us get it pretty. Let's get it. Once it's pretty, we'll take photography, great photos. We'll get the drone work done. We'll get the marketing ready to go. So once we feel like it is the perfect time, we can turn the switch and go. Because there will be a time when this market's already turned. And frankly, I'm watching the stock market again. This is the fourth straight day, a thousand point, like well, 400 points, half 500 point gain right now. Right? There's, that's confidence, right? Confidence is back. If we've already turned this corner and let's say it takes another three to four weeks until we actually get normal and you start to work three or four weeks from now versus those who are working now and have two or three listing agreements signed that haven't hit the market yet. Those guys are way ahead of everybody else in the industry, way ahead. And that's what we've been, that's the drum we're beating right now is talk to everybody, say, you need to move, right? I'm going, you, you cannot tell me that you, you can't come up with an argument that you should not sell your house right now, right? If you're not 100% madly in love and it's not perfect, then you're missing a generational opportunity to, to transfer around your neighborhood, get a bigger house, better yard, more garages, a movie theater, an office, an extra room for mom and dad. It's, it's free, right? You're going to have your free money equity to throw into a better property with lower rates than you have right now. It doesn't make any sense not to. So this is the conversation that we have to have, guys, you're, or else you're going to be sitting there in July and say, I missed the damn party. Right? I absolutely missed out the best opportunity. How did Susie in the office pop 20 deals out in a month? Right? And I'm not joking. This is the opportunity that's sitting here right now for those of us who are working in, in spreading, the, spreading the calm controlling the narrative and saying, guys, this is going to end. You're seeing it. You're watching the press conferences. The numbers are dropping. They just reduced the expectation for casualties down to 60,000. It went from 2 million people are going to die to 200,000 people are going to die to maybe 100,000. Now we think it's probably 60. Right now, I'm not making joke light of that, but I'm telling you, that's a good trend line. And the stock market's saying, well, okay, it's not 2 million anymore. It was 2 million. Oh, shit. Wait, 200,000? 100,000? 60,000? Ah, Right? markets that's all that's going on now so we need to just take it down to the simplicity level and say things good confidence getting better when confidence good market back everything good right that's where we are that's it, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so puma what are the most effective things right now if you had to pick one and you said i want inventory i'm listening i hear you i'm going to put the weed away I'm suspending my Netflix account and I'm going to get five listings in the next month. 
what is the one number one thing that you would do right now? I would message every single person on whatever your most dominant platform is. So whether that's Instagram, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's Facebook, whatever platform you are most comfortable on that you have the biggest personal connections on, I would go on that platform and I would message every single one of those people one-on-one, just ask how they're doing and connect and start conversation. Um, That would literally, if I only had one thing to do, that would be where I would start. And I think part of that is because most of you want to pick up the phone and start texting but you tend the the drunk monkey's going to take over and you're only going to text the people that you already kind of text with. Right. And that's not where a lot of these deals are hiding. A lot of these deals are hiding in those people that you don't connect with all the time and you don't know exactly what's going on in their world, which tends to live in your social sphere, not you're in your phone. So that's what I would do. I would literally message every single one of them. Obviously, we use software um, called Auto Networks that allows us to do that at a, at a broader scale quicker, but that's no excuse. If you don't have the money or don't want to get into the complexities of Auto Networks, fine. You have thumbs, right? Um, so grab your phone and start messaging one-on-one and literally go down your list. Even if you did 10 a day, 20 a day, 30 a day, I don't care if you do it while smoking weed, sitting on your couch watching Netflix. although you probably shouldn't, but hey, each to each their own. Um, I think it'll work, right? But that that to me is the most effective way to just start having conversations with people and understand what they're going through because you never know that response might be, oh, you know, my family's great, but my mom's not doing very well. Oh my gosh, what happened? Oh, she's, you know, we have her in this nursing home and, you know, she's getting sick and everyone around her is sick. Oh my God, why don't you bring her home? Oh, we don't really have the room. Well, could you, what would you bring her home if you had the room? Right? Like those are the conversations that don't start out real estate related, but what you realize is that real estate could be the solution that brings happiness and stability into that family's life, which is what you're really here to do. You're just trying to solve the problem and help them. And if you approach it that way, then I think one-on-one messaging is the way to go. I think that's that's perfect, and I, and I think when real estate does come up in the conversation, and do not lead with it, guys, it makes you look like you have commission breath, and that's not what we're here for today. It really is, but from a humanitarian side of the people, to Craig's point, there's people freaking that you know what out right now, and if someone in your sphere is doing that, I promise you, there's a lot of people in your sphere that are that are worried right now, that don't know what's happening, don't know if they're going to have their job, don't know if they can support their kids. Don't know what happens if they lose their job. Don't know if they can make their mortgage payment. There's fear, doubt, anxiety, and stress rampant. And they can't right out claim unemployment insurance either because the websites are down. I mean, think of all the servers that are out of work, and a whole no. bunch of those type of industries that are shut down. They don't have a choice. They're kind of worried. Yep. There's a little stay on foreclosures for them now, and not everybody has a lot of savings. Most no. people support themselves for four, five, six, seven, eight months a year. Right, especially on, on a, in a lot of our marketplaces right now, it's high season, right? So everybody saves up all year to make their money in these two months. And that was just rug was ripped out from under them and their hope of making it is gone, right? So let's be sympathetic too about what's going on and help people. I mean, we've got some people, I mean, we have little kids and they've outgrown some of their clothes and we're seeing who needs some clothes and giving some things to people and, you know, help out any way you can. If people have an issue, help them. 
right? That's the whole point. But reach out and talk to them. And when it does evolve into, well, what's going on with you? Are you guys okay? How's the real estate market? Then the, then the conversation says, man, it's slow right now for obvious reasons. People, it, it's uncertainty is in the marketplace, but we're still selling actually, you know, a couple hundred houses a month, right? And they're going to be like, what? Well, yeah, but it's down from, it's about half of what we're normally doing. But we're preparing right now because a surge is coming, right? What do you mean? Well, you know what happens when stimulus happens. The government's going to inject money, drop the Fed rates, which is going to mortgage rates are most likely going to follow, I predict, in them into the 2 percentage range, right? I hope. I don't have a crystal ball. But we're preparing because we do believe that stimulus surge is coming and it's going to force so many more buyers in the market. We just don't have enough inventory. So this is, we're finding people realize it's an amazing time to move up, move down or just move around in the neighborhood or upgrade their houses or do little things. And it's just perfect timing. So that's what I've been up to. I'm tired, man. I'm working my ass off. So how's your mom? Right. And that's, that's how the conversation evolves. And so you just planted some seeds. And if the thoughts out there, they're going to say, well, wait a second, what do you mean rates are going to go down? Then there you go. And set a zoom call up, talk with them, bring your mortgage lender in, counsel them, see what their equity is in their home. See what a CMA looks like. Just, I mean, guys, this is the time to deep breath, be a consultant, man, be an advisor, walk them through a process and saying, what's your situation? What's your mortgage or who's your lender? Where would you move? What would you do? What, you know, that, that's the, that's the beauty of what we have right now. And I'm so excited for the agents that are doing that right now because they're going to be crushing it. Yeah. I want to say something in closing probably, but I'm just paying attention. I just have another video I'm going to do for Jonathan. Um, Everything you're doing, which is very persuasive, involves you asking questions. And most of the time, when I'm helping an agent out, they're not asking questions. They're telling the customer what they're supposed to be doing. And there's a huge difference between that. It just, it just clocked me right. If you rewind this video, listen to Jeff. He's asking question after question after question, leading you down a path to get where he wants you to go. And that's our job as real estate agents to lead the customers. I'm thinking about one right now. Yesterday, I had an agent, and the buyer needs an extension for like 15 days, which is inconveniencing for the seller. It happens to be a military uh, transfer delay, and the seller's pissed, and the agent's trying to defend the situation. And that's just, you can't defend that situation. It is what it is. What's the chance of another buyer coming along, going through financing, going through inspections, and closing 15 days from now, none, none at all. And the seller's arguing and because she's telling her what to do instead of asking her questions, leading her down a path. And so we coached through that and that's it. But it just right there, there's Jeff asking questions. Do you think this is going to be good? Do you think this is going to be bad? Do you think that, do, 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 do? and then example, 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 what do you think about that? That's uh, great point. The one last thing I'd like to say in closing is Communication skills, guys, are so uber critically important right now than ever before, right? And when you have an opportunity to be face-to-face -face with people, I mean, you're within six inches of the guy's freaking face, guys, right? And they're staring at you closer than you're staring at them, and it's odd, okay? But it's not odd because this is the way communication is right now, and it's different than it was a month ago. Right? And I'm enjoying the hell out of it because when I'm doing Zoom calls with customers and agents and recruits and all the stuff that we do, you're able to really, really connect at a deep level. Right? You know when they're leaning, you're leaning. Right? When they're smiling, you're smiling. When their eye contact is this, your eye contact is this. Right? When they're looking around at different stuff, you're looking around at different stuff. When they're doing this, start to do this. 
right? When they're kind of fidgeting, you fidget, right? And you start to pay attention. They can't even see what you're doing. You have a pen over here and you put a capital V, right? Which means visual. So when I look back to communicate back with you, I'm going to say, hey, let me show you something. Let's, let me sh when you see this, how's that? You know, what does it look like to you, right? And I can remind myself on how to communicate better. And then I can write down a high D, right? If he's talking with me and I hear that he's a super control freak, then I'm going to say, I see V and then a capital D. And I'm saying, wait a second. Okay, so let me show you something very quickly. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in on that one. I said that, I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's a, a big D and he's got BD. So we need to pay attention to how we're going to relate to this guy. Social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> I see Puma shaking his head. Oh, there we go. Downhill. This just went downhill. Just let me go. Beep. Well, that escalated <laughs> quickly. <laughs> but you get the point, guys. And have fun with it. This is everybody's in their real element right now, right? I mean, <laughs> I've got boxers on and a collared shirt, right? <laughs> I don't even want to know what you guys have on. But it's, I mean, you don't get any more real into your element. And people like people who are like themselves. And people want to do business with people that they trust. And people trust people that are like themselves. Fundamental rules, right? And so now more than ever, it's important because they're staring at you. They're literally inches away from your face. And they're able to see the little things. So if you are mismatching just subconsciously, you're blowing the deals. And they're like, yeah, I don't really like this guy. I'm a, I don't really want to talk to him anymore. Let me oh, oh, bad connection. Talk to you later. Right? It's so easy to get rid of you versus have a compelling reason that they want to come back and do another conversation, right? It's trust, yeah, trust, 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 trust. In a while, but for the audience benefit, it's, there's something in NLP called, uh, or something it's called, there's 7%, 7%, 38%, 55% rules. And I personally hate, I don't hate, I enjoy text messaging for certain things. But when I see you trying to negotiate on, with, by text message, by, by definition of a text message, you only have words. They have emojis, words. Seven percent of communication is through the words. Thirty-eight percent of communication is, comes across through the body language, the body types, and the other fifty-five. I'm sorry, thirty-eight percent is tonality, and then fifty-five percent is body language. So the only way you can get the full spectrum of communication is through in person or on video, right? I could laugh and say, my dog is in the living room eating a bone, and she's that damn dog. She's so cute. Or she just shit on the floor and I say, that damn dog. Same exact words. That damn dog could be a term of endearment or a punishment. And you can sense it all this. If I type this damn dog and a text message, which one was it? Right? So it depends on your perception. We're, we're talking about uh, messaging them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. You're still only getting the words across. So remember not that. If that not if that message becomes a video, which that's is something. There you go. Right, and and well, that's what like communication. This skill set, you know, has got to be practiced across every aspect. Whether it's a text, whether it's a conversation over Zoom, whether it's a conversation face to face, or even in the daily content that I put out that our agents are now utilizing as well, or your own content. That's why the content can be so powerful. But it's also why a lot of the content misses the mark because you post the picture, you post the video, and then you disrespect the copy, right? You disrespect what you're actually writing. But that could be very important because anyone who likes to read is going to read what you put in that top half of the post, right? 
there's other people that are super visual that could care less what you write in that post. And they're only going to look at the picture of the video, but the fact that you're pushing out that type of content on a social media platform gives you the ability to communicate in every major way. That's why video is so powerful. But even with a picture, if I put out a good picture and then write good copy beneath it, I can now connect via word and visually I can also attract, right? And so that's why even the little things that you're doing that are not actually one-on-one communication is so important. The words you're using, everything matters. If you are being strategic about it, if you're just going about your way and trying to check a box and saying, yep, they said I should make a video every day, so I'm making a video. Sure, that's better than doing nothing, but that's not necessarily the best, most effective way. All right, Puma, Puma let me, uh, you just made something I just wanna really, 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 really clarify. Because when you're putting out a video, let's just do an analogy. The video is a net, right? You're just, you're casting the widest net you can. Now, if you're not consciously thinking about what video you're putting out, then you're just, you're just casting a little net, right? Because you're only going to appeal to people who are just like you. So if you're a high eye personality and you're visual and your videos are, right? You're attractive to that segment of the population that appreciates the IV, blah, 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 blah but your high D analyticals are just going to go scroll, 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 right? And so you have to consciously be attractive to a D personality, an I personality, the S personalities, the C personalities, the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic for the attraction. The ultimate goal, right? You have to pay attention, right? The ultimate goal is to get them face-to-face in your Zoom room. That's your appointment. It's everything you do is to set an appointment. Everything you do is to set an appointment. Everything you do is to set an appointment. We used to be in living rooms. Now this is our new living room. But everything that you're doing is to attract them to accept the link to go face-to-face with live communication so you can bring your sales skills into play, right? And build trust and build comfort and make them feel comfortable with you and know that you're the absolute best choice for them to have their back in the largest financial transaction of their life. So the net, it's an attraction net to get them face-to-face. And I think a lot of people miss that. They think the video is the magic secret sauce or the auto networks post is a secret sauce. It's not. You better, if you're just typing out an auto networks post or a text message or a messenger blast and you don't consciously think, is this appealing to a visual and auditory kinesthetic, a DNI and SOC, you might as well just go smoke weed and watch Netflix because it was a waste of time, right? Strategically, cast a wide net, get interest, get, that's called a lead, right? And close that lead for an appointment. And the appointment is in your Zoom room face-to-face so you can mirror and match their tonality, their energy, their vocabulary, their facial expressions, their energy, their mindset, everything, right? So that's the different world. This This is the new living room, and it's way more powerful. Absolutely. And it's why you need to create variety, right, in the content. Even the daily content that we're pushing out to our agents, they're getting a variety. Some is meant to be lighthearted and funny. Some's videos. Some's pictures right? Some, some of uh, the copy that we're giving them is long form, some is shorter form, but the way that you create content on a daily basis, I, and this is really true when you're running ads, but content is always the variable. It's why you always A-B test because the targeting might be perfect, but if the video and the copy that you're writing isn't hitting home with your, with the audience that you're targeting, then it's not going to work and vice versa. Your video might be on point but the targeting and the people that you're going after, it's not connecting with them. So everything is all has to come together. But the only way that you know what's hitting home with your audience 
is by giving them different things and seeing how they interact with it, right? If you get engagement on a certain type of piece of content going down a, a certain direction, then you probably know that that's what your audience tends to care about. Give them more of that, right? If your audience is a weird audience that happens to only respond to pictures, then only give them pictures or mainly give them pictures. But I like to give them a variety because I know that not every post is going to hit home with every single person. So if I can mix it up, I'm going to hit home with different people in different ways throughout the week by giving them something different on a regular basis. And so you got to figure out what that nuance is for your business, but that's, that's how we approach it, at least from a content perspective. Love it. All right. So that's some good tidbits takeaways. So as always, Craig, any party thoughts? Stay safe. I, I think it's just a little personal comment. We need to really follow the rules and stay in as much as possible. I mean, I got to go to the grocery store, be careful, but there's a lot of people not paying attention. We're not going to see the surge until the virus gets under control. So let's do our part to stay away and be safe. Great point. Great point. Check on people guys. Make sure number one, make sure everybody's is, is okay. And um, the good news is it seems that those who do get it, there's treatments right, that are, that are managing it. And it's pretty cool. I was talking to a couple of doctor friends last night that actually have FDA approvals and they, I saw their whole secret sauce of what's working right now. And it's pretty damn exciting. Um, and they're doing a 600 person case study on it right now with FDA approval. And um, they're getting amazing results of all, already what they have. So I, I'm extremely hopeful. I'm extremely positive. And the, the light at the end of the tunnel is getting brighter and it's coming. But guys, from a business perspective, just have faith that people way smarter than us are doing what they need to do to, to save lives and get us, get us there. Um, from our standpoint, all we can be doing right now is helping everybody we can possibly reach to stay calm and know that the light is coming and that we're there. And those who are in a position to do a real estate transaction are even remotely considering it. It's a generational opportunity to build tremendous wealth and to sell their home for more than they could have a couple of months ago, simply because of the way rates are going to be. So your job is just to throw that out there for those who are interested. Most will not, a lot will, and all you need is a lot to, to grow your business. So make sure you're clear on what you want from your, from your goals, from your visions, and just help people and the, the business will come to you just from reaching out and helping. So that's my parting thoughts. Cool. Rock so as, as always, thank you. Puma, any last thoughts? Nope. If we can help in any way, reach out. We're here. Do it. Thank you, B3. Love you guys. Stay safe. Reach out for anything you guys need. Talk with you guys later.